is Kathleen Maxwell-Randy with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life, and I appreciate you joining me today. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. For more information about me, published newspaper articles, to contact me to speak in your area or purchase my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellrandy.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 27 countries thanks to the one-time and monthly gifts from people just like you. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the follow button and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And leave me a comment. Enjoy the podcast. Well, it is August the 18th, 2021, and um, I am glad that you've joined me today. I hope that you're doing well in the midst of all the craziness that is going on in our world today. Um, But I want to talk about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and I hope it is a big encouragement to those of you that are widows and widowers But also, I want to talk to those of you that are Christians, because caring for and encouraging and taking care of widows and widowers is the basics of Christianity, and the Bible is real clear about that. Um, I can speak from a place of experience. I was widowed at 49 and lost my husband of... 30 years. Um, We had dated three years prior to that. So it was a huge adjustment and um, just heartbreak for me when that happened. And I'm forever grateful for those that helped me through that time. And just the many, many things I learned in my in my journey of that. Also, right about that time, I lost my mom and dad. So I speak from a place of understanding a broken heart and your life being kind of in ashes. But let me jump in with a story. Um, And this happened a number of years ago. But I received a phone call from a woman. And her life had suddenly turned upside down. She said, Kathleen, this is Susie. And I'm using a different name to protect her. She said, I need your help. I was walking out the door of work when I got this phone call. And I didn't hear from this woman really often. But when I got the call, <clears throat> I could tell by her voice, I said, you know, Susie, is everything okay? And she said, no, Bill is dead. And I mean, I remember standing, stopping in my tracks right there as I walked out of the office. And she said he was traveling. And I just received a phone call that he collapsed and he's gone. And I immediately just, I just, you know, screamed, not real loud, but I was like, no, no. You know, I didn't want anybody to experience the pain that I had gone through as a widow. And I hated it for my my friend. And since that time, I've ministered to a number of widows and widowers that have found themselves in the ashes of life. Um, and my heart is just tender. And I want to encourage those of you that maybe have not been through this scenario yet, Um, to let God tenderize your heart, let him speak to your heart, just about the mandate we have in caring for, caring for 
widows and widowers. You know, none of us have any guarantees in life. We just don't. And I think that that's one thing about COVID that has happened across the world is it's brought us to a place of we don't have guarantees. And so at the end of the day, what are we going to depend on? Who are we going to depend on? And how are we going to navigate times like this? Because bad things do happen to good people. I mean, you read the Bible and some of the the travesty that fell upon just the disciples and um, others that, you know, Job was a man. He was upright. He was upstanding. He loved his family, provided well for them. And bad things happen, but it's in those places that that we can understand the heart of God and have hope because of others that have come that have come through suffering. Even Jesus was crying out to the Lord. I was reading this just this week, um, just this morning, how he was crying out to the Lord in, you know, to take the cross away. It says it groaned and he cried out loudly and and but it was in that suffering that it brought new life for all of us and um, real encouragement. I'll share more about that later um, because I'm still developing that podcast just from what I've been reading right now in scripture. Um, For most of us, you know, like I said, there are no guarantees and it's in those broken places that God's love and his grace and his hope just peers through and sees us through the pain of life. Life here on earth is not going to be a piece of cake. Um, Bible is real clear on that. Um, Jesus says, you know, in the world you're going to have tribulation and trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And that's where we take our, our heart is that we have a God-given right to overcome in any adversity that we face. So I just want to say, if you have lost a mate, um, if you've not lost a significant other, take heart because there's some wonderful promises in scripture. And if you have not experienced this, you have a wonderful opportunity to practice basic Christianity. And that is found in James 1:27, where it says, look after the fatherless and the widow in their distress. And I can tell you it's distress when you find your your life suddenly shifted. I just talked uh, or was texting with a widow this week who lost her husband to COVID. And he was one of my coworkers. And my heart breaks for her. I wish I could fix it. I'm sorry my friend and coworker is, is that I worked with for um, a few years is gone. He was a great man, great man of God. But widows and widowers are near and dear to the heart of God. And it's easy, I know, when you're in that place as a widow to feel alone and lonely, wonder if you'll ever fit in again um, because you're no longer married. You all of a sudden have to check the widow box or the single box on papers and documents. And, you know, for me, it was a coupled world. All of my friends were married and all of a sudden was in a place where I couldn't really um, relate and they couldn't relate to me. But I want to assure you that all of these feelings are natural. As a part of you is gone. When we marry, the scripture says the two become one. And when our mate leaves the earth, part of you is missing. And so you do go on. I can say that from experience. And there is life after losing a mate. 
but you have to do life a little differently. It's just like I felt like, and this is something I share with widows that I minister to, I felt like that my arm and my leg were cut off and I was still alive. I could still live life, but I had to do it differently. And when I reframed my emotions and the feelings and the loneliness, and I had to just look at life a different way, it, it helped me because I had to initiate things. I had to make some new friends. And I'm forever grateful for some of the new friends I made in the journey that I hadn't have made and probably wouldn't have made during my widowhood um, if I would remained remained married in that time. You know, it's an unwanted journey. And this unwanted journey um, of who, who are you going to be when you're in that place of the ashes of life without your mate. This can even happen to divorced people. I've talked to a number of people that have been through a divorce, and it's a grief. It's a loss. It's the ending of something that you pledged would be forever. And for whatever reason, it ends and so we have to find our place in society. And one of the things I really want to say is you and you alone are responsible for your healing. Now, God heals broken hearts. That's the truth. And that's the number one thing you've got to take away from this. But when we partner with him, the journey, I can promise you, is so much easier. And yes, I did struggle with, God, where are you? God, why did this happen to me? Lord, um, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. The big thing is what did God want to work in me and what did he want to work out of me in this place that I found myself in? But I want to share with you several scriptures to encourage you that became very special to me in the, my season of being a widow. In Psalm 68, verse 5, God proclaims his character and he says, a father to the fatherless. That's what Jesus, that's what God is. A defender of the widows is God in his holy dwelling. He sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing. And you know, God's compassion, God is compassionate for where you find yourself right now. You've got to believe that and you've got to know that even though you may be saying, how could he do this? If he's good, how could he allow this to happen? And again, we live in a fallen world and that is just some of the hard facts of life that we are promised when we go to heaven, a whole different life. But right now on earth, there is, we're subject, even as Christians, to the adversity of other people. We just get to go through it in a better way when we partner with God. And so that's the big thing is partnering with God and saying, okay, here's where I find myself. But Lord, Jesus overcame the grave. He's living in my heart. And because of that, I have a God-given right to overcome. So help me, lead me through this wilderness, lead me through this desert, lead me through this God forsaken land, I feel like I'm in and help me. And, you know, God's heart is just tender for the fatherless children. There are many children that are, that are left fatherless. And, and this can be for a, a number of reasons. And maybe you were orphaned in some capacity because your father abandoned you or your, your mother or they're in prison or caught up in addiction. 
but God promises he will defend the widows and be a daddy to the fatherless. And I saw God care for my children in a different way. No, you know, their father, their father was gone, but I saw different, God put different people in their life to be a surrogate father in a way. And, um, and I love that about him. And it was something I prayed, you know, my son was a was a sophomore in college when his dad died and stepping into manhood. And one of my prayers was, God, send godly men into his life to help him navigate and to help him finish growing up. Because I'm his mom. I'm not his dad. I can't take that place and heal his heart. And I can tell you now, I've been, it will have been um, in this October, 12 years since my late husband has been gone. And I've just seen God fulfill the things that I'm sharing with you right now. I saw God defend me in situations. It says, you know, he's a defender of the widows. And there were times I would cry out for little things and big things. You know, Lord, be my defender, be my helper, be my protector. Because, you know, my husband was gone and he did a lot of that stuff for me. But knowing I had a special place in the heart of God was a great comfort to me. And I got to where, and it took a little bit of time to check that box on forms and paperwork you know, you know, married, single, widowed, divorced, whatever. It took a while for me to be okay with checking that widow box, but I saw just how God was taking care of me in such a fabulous way. Another passage that was a favorite of mine was in Psalm 146, verse 9, and it says, The Lord watches over the alien and sustains the fatherless and the widow. And, you know, that word sustain, I looked it up to find out its full meaning. And it means to prolong and keep up and strengthen and support physically and mentally. And there were times I didn't think I was going to make it. And having the responsibility of everything all by myself after sharing it for 30 years was a huge jolt in physically, mentally, emotionally, in so many ways. And, you know, it wasn't that I couldn't do the tasks that my husband used to do. It was for me balancing everything from work to single parenting to finances to caring for my elderly parents, taking care of the house, taking care of the yard, taking care of the trash. You know, it was the little things sometimes that could set me off. Just like I had boys and I had a husband. I never had to take the trash out to the street. And we have a very long driveway. But all of a sudden I was having to do that too and factor extra time and there were times that, you know, I remember one day hauling the trash can back and saying, Lord, I just wish the, fas- the trash fairy would show up at my house, <laughs> you know. I mean, you have to entertain yourself in this place. Um, and I'll never forget one time one of my neighbors brought my trash can up and I came home from work and it was already moved up to the house. And it was just a comfort knowing that God saw those little things as I was navigating a new world, but I saw him sustain me. And there were days I cried out and said, Lord, sustain me, keep me up, keep me going, keep me on the right path. I know I have life, a lot of life to live. I was 49. I know I have a lot of life to live. I've got three kids that need me. I've got grandkids that someday are going to be here in my life. I want to be here for them because they don't have their grandfather. And Lord, sustain me. So hang on to that scripture. Use it on your dark days. Another scripture 
And Isaiah 1.17 is another promise that reflects God's heart. And it says, Seek justice, encourage the oppressed, defend the cause of the fatherless, and plead the case of the widow. And again, I saw God do that for me in different ways. And as I called out to him and say, I need you to plead my case. I need you to be my helper. Um, Here's the truth. If it's important to you, it's important to God. And so run to him, run to him and pour out your heart to him because he's the only one that's really going to understand. I think that was something that was very difficult for me is my friends didn't really understand. Did they want to help? Yes. Were they great friends? Yes, they were. Um, Did God give me new friends? Yes. But there were times I had to stand on my own two feet and look to God to defend my case. I remember a situation, my dryer broke and there was a lot of red tape to fix it because it was under warranty and I couldn't get the people to listen or help me and assist. And finally, I I finally told the, <laughs> the person I was talking to on the phone because I was getting nowhere Um, with this case, I said, I want to speak to the president of this company. I want you to put me through to him right now. And I had to just be firm, humbly firm. But I said, "I, I, I know you're doing your job. I know you're trying to help me. But I also know you only have the authority to do so much. So I need to go straight to the top. And do you know that I did have the assistant to the president contact me once I made that statement. And I saw God rise up and defend me after weeks. And my dryer issue was resolved and it's still working great today. So ask God to defend you even in those little things. Um, You know, there's, there's also that place where if you... You are not a widower or a widower. Take up the cause of those around you. Look for ways that you can help. Sometimes that's listening. Sometimes that's driving them someplace so they don't have to go alone. Sometimes that's including them in lunch plans or dinner plans. My goodness, dinner was horrible. I hated eating dinner by myself alone. Um, and, you know, I know in the community I live in, it's a retirement community and there's plenty of widows and widowers that we need to def- we need to fight for and defend and to plead and to plead their case. Um, look around in your church, in your community, just even you don't know who you might help at the grocery store that might be really struggling and having just a hard day. Look for those you can help and ask God, how can I help? Bring them along my path because that is defending and taking care of the widows and the fatherless is the basics of Christianity. And I want to show you, for those of you that are widowed, just how near and dear you are to the heart of God. In Exodus 22, 22, this is a reflection of God's heart and it proclaims, it says, do not take advantage of a widow or an orphan. If you do and they cry out to me, I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will be aroused and I will kill you. Now, those are some pretty strong statements. And back then, you know, people were living under the law. Jesus hadn't come and there wasn't grace and mercy and a lot of things. And right here, that shows you the heart of God for the widows and the orphans. 
And the scriptures, that became a great comfort to me when there was, there was um, adversity, when there was um, just obstacles that I had to overcome in so many ways. And I felt like there were those taking advantage or didn't really understand um, the situation and where I was. I would call out to God and say, Lord, your word says you're a defender of, of me because I'm a widow. And there were times that I remember making a statement to a friend of mine about a situation and I was just venting to her and I said, they better be careful because I know God is on my side and you don't, you don't do the things they're doing to a widow and get by with it. And I knew that there was going, that God was just, and he was going to take care of the situation. And he did. James 1:27 gets right to the point about what's important in our Christian walk. And it says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after the orphans and the widows in their distress. Folks, it's just that simple, our mandate and what we're supposed to do. And sometimes in our busy world, we can forget that. We can get caught up in our ministry, our busy lives, our Bible studies, our committees. And we can forget what is important to the heart of God. One of the things I, I try to do is, and God brings different widows in and out of my life. And different people that are in distress um, and need encouragement. But I always tie every week try to take some time to call and check up on them um, and they're different ones that I've said throughout that my journey that God's woven in my life and out of my life you know Jesus came so that we could have life and life to the full that's what he what he says in John and I just want to encourage the the widows that are listening that God has come for you to have life and life to the full. And you may feel like life is over. You may feel like everything has fallen apart and that your heart will never, never enjoy life again. But let me just encourage you. You're wrestling with your feelings and our feelings can lie to us. So we need to ask God to reveal truth. We need to ask him to do that. It's not easy to start over. But God is right there to help you and guide you. So take his hand and cling to the scripture and write some of these down. Go back and listen again. Um, share this maybe with a widow that you know to encourage them just how special they are and that you see that they're special. Impart life to those around you. Um, you know, I have to just, as I wrap things up, just say, you know, my, my late husband's been gone 12 years now and I remarried um, eight years ago, and I do have a full life. It was a journey. There are still days I miss my late husband, but I'm very grateful for the life that I have now, and I will never forget God's kindness and the people that helped me through those very difficult three hard years as a widow and helped me rebuild my, my new life or life as I know it now. And I'm forever grateful for the lessons I learned in that hard time. So friends, if you're a widow, don't waste the pain. Don't waste the pain. Don't waste it. God will bring beauty from it and he'll bring you a new life. Is it hard? Yes. Is it possible to build a new life? Yes. I'm living proof. And if God can do it for me, I know he can do it for you. And for those of us that you know, are married and 
are Christians, we have a God-given mandate to love the fatherless and the widows that are around us. And there's plenty of opportunities down the street, around the corner, in our place of business, in the church, in our community. And, and let me just encourage you, you know, people are uncomfortable with death. They just are. They don't want to talk about it. They want to sweep it under the rug. Oftentimes they want to pretend it didn't happen, but it is a part of life here on earth. And so look around me. We have a huge mission field and I just want to speak a rich, rich blessing over the widows and widowers that are listening right now. And I want to just close in prayer. So Father, I thank you for this time with my friends. I just pray these words would just strengthen and encourage each widow that is listening, each one with a broken heart right now. God, just let them feel your peace and your comfort and your kindness. And Lord, that you are a defender. Be their defender. Be their sustainer. Lord, you promised to sustain us. You promised to defend us. And so let us grab a hold of your scripture, which is the truth. And use that as a weapon on the hard days. So bless each and every one that's listening. Give them hope. Let it anchor their soul right now where they find themselves. And Lord, for those that, those that are listening, Lord, that are believers, I just pray that we would stand up and look around and see that you would bring widows into our life that we can minister to, encourage, strengthen, build up. Thank you, God, that you set us in families. Lord, our family may look different, but you set us in new families. And so I pray for each and every listener that we would partner with you to be all that you've called us to be and have life and life abundantly in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. And don't forget to check out my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. And I hope you'll join me next week.